Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Fran Coombs is with me. Managing editor of Rasmussen Polling in the United States. I put you to sleep, Fran. No, actually, I, I was thinking how much Hillary Clinton's campaign strategy sounds like Justin Trudeau, which is uh, duck any reporters or any journalists that might ask you hard questions. Well, have you heard Justin Trudeau try to answer something? No, not really. I mean, I've, I've read about him. I haven't really seen him alive very much, but, I, you know, he, he sounds like Obama Jr. to me. Well, I mean, his favorite word is um. <laughs> really? I, he said he'll say um. They counted the number of times he said um in a minute and on a YouTube thing, and it's like sixty times in a minute. Well, I don't wow. have to, you don't have any time for any other words. I don't know if that was real. I, I watched it. It might have been some clever splicing. I don't know. But anyway, how are you, Mr. Coombs? Fine, thank you, sir. How about yourself? Well, I couldn't be any better if I tried, and I'm trying. Uh, <laughs> Donald Trump in Mexico with President Enrique Peña Nieto. Positive reviews, but did Trump fold by not bringing up who will pay for the wall between Mexico and the United States? Because the Mexican president says he told Mr. Trump Mexico won't pay. And how's that reverberating with American voters, Fran? Well, I think I think Trump's had a really good week, and I think that uh, I think he, obviously he jumped on the uh, invite from the Mexican president much faster than Mrs. Clinton did, and got down there. And the left has just been screaming their heads off in our country, you know, saying, "Oh, you know, foul ball. He shouldn't have done it." But Trump was very, you know, he handled it beautifully, and I think he wasn't looking for controversy. I mean, the the photo op itself was worth a, was worth millions of dollars in publicity to the Republican candidate. Well, they treated him like a head of state. Right. And it was also good to see, you know, him standing next to another head of state, because I think a lot of Americans missed the day when uh, we had a forceful, dynamic president on the uh, on the international scene. You mean as opposed to a guy who goes and apologizes for the United States everywhere he goes? Exactly. I mean, Roy, I'm sure most Canadians probably have a pretty pretty accurate analysis of Americans. I mean, we all at heart are basically cowboys. And, uh, you know, we like that We like that big guy leader on the scene who you know, takes no prisoners. Yeah. At the end of the day, we like that We like that identity. So John Wayne, Clint Eastwood. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as, to some degree, yes. I mean, we've certainly political correctness. And uh, since the 60s, we've, we've you know, uh, the left has certainly tried to wean Americans off that image. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, we like that. We like that image. So you would say that uh, Mr. Trump's appearance with the Mexican president, which apparently is not played very well in Mexico, from what I read and hear, but as far as the United States is concerned, with the, with polling for Trump would show that they, that was looked at as a good week for for Mr. Trump. We're going to take a break here in a second, Fran. What about his visit to an African American church today? Is he, you know, I've heard him speak. And we all can listen, go back to the beginnings of, of, of his campaign. He's obviously trying to bridge, uh, create a bridge between minority communities and himself. Does he have a chance of being successful? Well, it depends on your definition of successful, Roy. I mean, he's not going to pick up huge numbers of black voters. But again, I think he's going into a lot of Hillary Clinton's kind of, uh, what would you say, sure shot voters. Uh, and he he might just be worrying her a little bit because she's certainly not going to have the allegiance from black voters that Obama did. I mean, turnout is critical 
to her win in November. Black turnout is critical to her win in November. So if he can uh, peel a few percentage points off and there's some apathy in that community toward Hillary Clinton, uh, she could be in real big trouble. Okay, I have to take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk more with Fran Coombs from Rasmussen Polling in the United States. Ask about uh, what Fran's view is of the troubles Mrs. Clinton or Ms. Clinton. See, politically correct. I mean, I can't say Mrs. Clinton. I think she refers to herself. I don't know what she refers to herself as. Stop digging, Roy. When you're in the hole, you can stop digging. Um, Clinton's troubles with her emails continue to mount. How will that play in the United States? And what's the main story as far as that's concerned with Julian Assange saying some pretty nasty things about Hillary Clinton over the last few days? And the WikiLeaks founder is saying that in October he's going to be releasing a whole dump of emails, which is going to be uncomplimentary to the Democratic uh, candidate for, for president. There's also a debate coming up, and we'll talk more with Fran Coombs about all of that in just a minute. Stay with us. Um, Roy of RoyGreenshow.com. Last night, Roy Green, last night I delivered you a 10-point policy plan to stop illegal immigration. I also put to rest so many rumors spread by the mainstream media about my policies on illegal immigration. For the past week, they distorted my views and even went so far as to claim that we won't build an actual wall. So disgraceful. As I said last night, we are going to build a wall, tall, physical, impenetrable, beautiful wall along the southern border to stop the influx of illegal immigration. Roy Green, I'm turning to you, one of my bedrock supporters, to make a contribution of $100, $65, $35, $25, or even $15 to prove that our movement is more united and stronger than ever before. Guess who sent that? Exactly. I'm being asked for money by a billionaire. Donald Trump sent me that email. So um, I, I guess I have to come clean now. I actually have more money than Donald Trump. Fran, I, I, uh, I always kind of cringe when politicians ask me for money. But when billionaires ask me for money, I run to my bank machine to see if somebody made some deposits they shouldn't have. Um, it's my, my shot at humor here. What about, what about Mrs. Clinton or Madame Clinton? How much trouble is she in as far as the email fiasco is concerned? More information was released over the past few days, but only because of freedom of information requests to the FBI. The FBI hasn't been exactly enthusiastically forthcoming with information that they have on Mrs. Clinton. What's going on? Right. We'll also notice that they dumped it. This is a time-honored technique by the government. They dumped all this stuff late in the afternoon on Friday, right yeah. before a long holiday weekend. Yeah. No knowing, surprise. You know, nobody's going to see the Saturday news, and they're, they're hoping that by Tuesday, that you know, then Hillary Clinton can get up next weekend and when asked questions about it, can go, oh, that's all old news. You know, we we discussed that days ago. I you know I don't have to respond to that. Except um, they found friend, you know, friend, from, they, from they found the talk radio. Being in trouble legally, Roy. I don't think she's in any trouble, but this just adds to her the perception of her as a dishonest person. Yeah, we found out, we found on talk radio that the uh, ratings on weekends are as strong as they are on on weekdays, particularly when you know somebody's on they want to listen to. I'm not saying that's me, but. But, um, yeah, I don't know about online news coverage. I know when back in the print newspaper days, I know you remember those, uh, no, that the Saturday paper was always a real dead-end paper. The Saturday paper and the Monday morning paper. Yeah. 
that's why we always hoped that the Redskins would win on Sunday so that uh, there'd be a lot of interest in the Monday morning paper. You Washington people are all alike. Um, now, so what's, what's, what's happening with the polling in the United States as far as the election is concerned? Now, we only have a few weeks to go. There's the debate coming up supposedly in a, in a few weeks' time, in September, I think it is, well, this month. And uh, I just saw something in the Los Angeles Times yesterday. They continue to insist with their polling, which they admit is a little bit different to sort of mainstream way of polling. They have Donald Trump ahead, although Clinton is closing in on him. Other polls have uh, Hillary Clinton 9, 10, 11 points ahead of Donald Trump. What's what's Rasmussen's numbers look like? We, we have basically Trump ahead by one point this week. Uh, which is, you know, obviously statistically insignificant in a survey with plus or minus three. But again, you know, we do likely voters. These people that have her 10 or 11, and first of all, I mean, I think those polls are ludicrous. And they're certainly not doing likely voters. They might be doing Americans. They might be doing registered voters. But as you know, a heck of a lot of registered voters do not actually vote. Now you're talking about the Los Angeles Times, right? We turn to likely voters. You're talking about the L.A. Times poll. Yeah, what's the LA Times? Do they do likely voters or registered voters? I don't know. I, I just saw that they wrote that their polling is somewhat different to conventional polling. The words to that effect, but they have consistently had Donald Trump ahead. What does he? What do they both have to do? And we have about him just over a minute here, Fran. What do they both have to do to score the requisite numbers of of, of voters to guarantee themselves? A, a good shot of the White House. Really quickly, what does Clinton have to do? What does Trump have to do? Well, I, basically, it's going to all boil down to the debate. She's going to try to get under Trump's skin. He's got to show that he's presidential and doesn't lose it over little stuff. She's got to come across as sincere, uh, which is going to be very tough because she's equally thin-skinned. But she has a real hard time conveying sincerity and that she's one of us. Okay, and I still have about 30 seconds. The issue of globalization with Americans, where do they stand? Where do the majority of Americans stand? Well, I think, I think as you can see from, from the success of Trump, that a lot of Americans question it. Uh, they, like, they like buying cheap stuff from China at Walmart, uh, but they don't like losing all their jobs overseas to Mexico and other countries. And I think that now that they're starting to feel those economic pressures, they're starting to look a little more closely at globalization and what the real-time impact is. Fran, I always appreciate the time you give us on weekends. Uh, very gracious of you. Thanks again. My pleasure, Roy. Talk to you soon. All the best. Yes, we certainly will. Fran Coombs, managing editor of Rasmussen Polling in the United States.